music was my first love And it will be my last Music of the future Hello folks, and welcome to Graham Stevens Presents. In this show I shall bring you songs and tunes from stage and screen, as well as by both modern and classical composers. So sit back and relax, and enjoy my kind of music. My music brings me through Hello there. And welcome back. And welcome this week to my touch of classical.
the overture to Gilbert and Sullivan's Iolanthe. And it's that show which will form the basis of today's programme. Iolanthe, or The Pier and Pierie, is a comic opera with music by Arthur Sullivan and libretto by W.S. Gilbert. It is one of the Savoy operas and is the seventh of 14 operatic collaborations by Gilbert and Sullivan. In the opera, the fairy Iolanthe has been banished from fairyland because she married a mortal. This is forbidden by fairy law. Her son, Strephon, is an Arcadian shepherd who wants to marry Phyllis, a ward of Chancery. All the members of the House of Peers also want to marry Phyllis. When Phyllis sees Strephon hugging a young woman, not knowing that it is his mother, immortal fairies all appear young. She assumes the worst and sets off a climactic confrontation between the peers and the fairies. The opera satirises many aspects of British government, law and society. The confrontation between the fairies and the peers is a version of one of Gilbert's favourite themes. A tranquil civilization of women is disrupted by a male-dominated world through the discovery of mortal love. Here now, highlights from Act One of Gilbert Sullivan's Iolanthe. Holds a sway within our hearts. 
Any young man said I to myself, said I. I work on a new and original plan, said I to myself, said I. I have never assumed that a rogue or a thief is a gentleman worthy implicit belief because his attorney has sent me a brief, said I to myself, said I. In other professions in which men engage, said I to myself, said I. The army, the navy, the church, and the state. Said I to myself, said I, professional license, if carried too far, your chance of promotion will certainly mar, and I fancy the rule might apply to the bar, said I to myself, said I. When darkly looms the day, and all is dull and grey, to chase the gloom away, on thee I'll call. What was that? I think I heard him say that on a rainy day, to while the time away on a hurried pool, we think we heard him say that on a rainy day, to while the time away on a hurried pool. The prospect's not so bad, my heart's so sore and sad, may very soon be glad as on a sun. At the age of Roman said, Festina Lente. For I really do not see how so young a girl could be the mother of a man of five and twenty. <laughs> My lord of evidence, I have no doubt she is, has been. Upon her lap I lay, 
within fond food she moistened my clay and she was held the succor she supplied by hunger quell your strepon might have died had that refreshment been denied indeed our strepon might have died Madam, shocking taste. It is rude, madam, to intrude, madam, with your brood, madam, brazen faced. You come here, madam, interfere, madam, with a peer, madam, I am one. You're aware, madam, what you dare, madam, so take care, madam, and be gone. Let us say, madam, I should say, madam, be 
music found us in my armory of wonders. Gilbert and Sullivan's Ayalanthe. You're listening to Graham Stevens Presents here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. As this week, in my touch of classical, I present to you the operetta Ayalanthe by Gilbert and Sullivan. Ayalanthe opened in London on 25th of November 1882 at Savoy Theatre to a warm reception and ran for 398 performances fourth consecutive hit by Gilbert and Sullivan. It was the first work to premiere at the Savoy, although Patience had transferred to the theatre in 1881 and was the first new theatre production in the world to be illuminated entirely with electric lights, permitting some special effects that had not been possible in the era of gas lighting. The opera opened simultaneously in New York and touring companies were sent around the UK and US to play the piece. The first Australasian touring production followed in 1885, and the opera was revived in London beginning in 1901. The Doyle Opera Company toured the opera nearly continuously in repertory from 1891 until 1982, and made several recordings of the opera over that period. Numerous other professional 
and amateur productions have been given of this enduring work and various other recordings have been issued. Here now, highlights from Act 2 of Gilbert Sullivan's Ayalanthe. When all night long a chap remains On sentry go to chase monotony He exercises all his brains That is, assuming that he's got any Though never nurtured in the lap of luxury Yet I admonish you I am an intellectual chap And think of things that would astonish you I often think it's comical How nature always does contrive that every boy and every gal that's born into the world alive is either a little liberal or else a little Yet Britain won. 
Nightmare-like lies a heavy on my chest And weaves itself into my midnight Headache, reposes to boot by anxiety. I conceive you may use any language you choose to be indulgent without impropriety. For your brain is on fire, the bedclothes conspire of usual slumber to plan to you. First your counterpane goes and uncovers your toes, and your sheet slips demurely from under you. And the blanketing tickles you, feel like mixed pickles, so terribly sharp is the pricking. And you're hot and you cross and you tumble and toss to the nothing twixt you and the ticking. And the bedclothes will creep to the ground in a heap, and you pick them all up in a tangle. Next your pillow resigns and politely declines to remain in its usual Anger. Well, you get some repose in the form of a dose with hot eyeballs and head ever aching. But your slumbering teams are such horrible dreams that you'd very much better be waking. For your dream you are crossing the channel and tossing about in a steamer from a Harwich, which is something between a large bathing machine and a very small second-class carriage. And you're giving a treat of penny ice and cold meat to a party of friends and relations. They're a ravenous horde and they all came on board the Scone Square on South Kensington stations. And bound on that journey you find your attorney who started that morning from Devon. He's a bit under and you don't be surprised when he tells you he's only eleven. Well, you're driving like mad with a singular lad by the by the ship's now four wheeler. And you're playing round games and he calls you bad names and you tell him the ties pay the dealer. But this you've done stands you throw up your hand and you find you're as cold as an icicle. In your shirt and your socks are black silver dog socks, socks and Salisbury plain and a bicycle. And he and the crew are on bicycles too, which they've somehow or other invested in. And he's telling the tars all the particulars of a company he's interested in. It's a scheme of devices to get at low 
prices, all goods and cough mixes to cables, which tickled the sailors by treating retailers as though they were all vegetables. You get a good scrape and the plant a small trait and first take up his boots with a boot tree, and his legs will take root and his fingers will shoot and they'll blossom and plant like a fruit tree. From the green goes a tree, you get grapes and green peas, cauliflower, pineapple and cranberries. And the plates you cook down cherry brandy will plant apple pasta and three corners and cranberries. The shares of a penny and ever so many are taken by Ross John and Bering. And just as a few are allotted to you, you are weak with a shallowly sparing. You're a regular wreck with a crick in your neck and the one you snore for your head and the four of your needles and bits of your soul for your shins and your flesh and the creep for your left is a deep and your clap and your toes and a fly in your nose and thumping your tongue and a fever is tangled and a person and tender and gentle and sense of you haven't been sleeping in clover. But the darkness has passed and it's daylight at last and the night of being lost it hope it hope flies on and thankfulness and hope of them Weak enough to tarry ere we marry you and I Of the feeling I inspire You may tire by and by For peers with flowing coppers Press their offers That is why I am sure we should not tarry Ere we marry you and I If we're weak enough to tarry Ere we marry you and I With the more attractive maiden You will lead and you may fly If by chance we should be parted Sky high, sky high, free from want in chance. 
bits from Act Two of Gilbert and Sullivan's Ayalanthe. You have been listening to Graham Stephen Presents here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. As this week in my touch of classical, I've presented to you the operetta Ayalanthe by Arthur Sullivan and William Schrenk Gilbert. That's nearly all for this week, folks. So until I speak to you again next week, this is Graham Stevens saying keep smiling and let your fantasies unwind. And I'm going to leave you today with the grand finale to Pineapple Paul, a Gilbert and Sullivan-inspired comic ballet created by choreographer John Cranko with arranger Sir Charles Macarius. Pineapple Paul is based on the Bumboat's woman's story, one of W.S. Gilbert's Bab Ballads written in 1870. The Gilbert and Sullivan opera HMS Pinafore was also based, in part, on this story. For the ballet, Cranko expanded the story of the Bab Ballad and added a happy ending. All the music arranged from Sullivan's music. The piece premiered in 1951 at Sadler's Wells Theatre and was given many revivals internationally during the following decades. It remains in the repertoire of the Birmingham Royal Ballet, also been recorded many times. Here then, the grand finale, Pineapple Pole.
the grand finale to Pineapple Pole. Till next time, Hikone Ra, and have a great week. Music was my first love, and it will be my last. Music of the future, and music of the past. To live without my music. In this world of troubles, my music pulls me through. This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.